Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey, welcome to the North America Smart Energy Week Suncast Weekly Roundup. I'm Nico Johnson. This is my host, Glenda Johnson. Hey, Glenda. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you again. If those of you who've been following us for a while remember... Glenda and I did a segment at last year's North America Smart Energy Week, SPI and ESI. That was the morning show. You probably followed us on the uh, Instagram and other social media feeds. This year, we are so happy to have Glenda as a part of the Suncast team, contributing to this and many other efforts for North America Smart Energy Week, SPI and ESI. Glenda, are you ready to get this show going? I am, and I will admit that I do miss hanging out with you, Nico, for those few weeks that we were at SPI ESI North America Smart Energy Week, but it's in a virtual space now and it's exciting. There's a lot of content to expect in these next seven weeks. It's true. It's true. We had a lot of fun, as I'm sure you do, and have fond memories of spending time together in Salt Lake City, in Las Vegas, in Anaheim, and so many other places that we've all hung out together. In the interim, I am so happy that we're working with Solar Energy Trade Shows and the entire SIA and SIPA team to put on what is handily one of the most ambitious projects undertaken by that team. Seven weeks of fantastic content. And we're going to be right here every Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time, bringing you a recap of the week, takeaways, insights, straight from the green room, and a few surprises. Glenda, what are you excited about with all the production that we have for the Suncast Weekly Roundup? Yeah, it is it is truly ambitious to take on these next these next seven weeks with all the virtual content. And it's extremely important that we have a place for everyone to connect as a community during this time. It's so true. So as we mentioned, we're going to be covering seven weeks of microconferences plus the virtual exhibit show, uh, which includes general sessions. So let's take a look at everything that's going to be going down between September 9th and October 30th. There is a ton coming at you. And to make it easier for you all, you could access all this great content and register at mysuncast.com forward slash SPI 2020. That's right. We'll have all of the things that we'll be covering these weekly sessions and ways that you can access not only our giveaways and prizes, but also register to participate in this great experience that is North America Smart Energy Week 2020. Be sure to bookmark mysuncast.com forward slash SPI 2020. And don't forget to jump in on social media. We'll talk more about that at the end of the show. We're lucky enough to get access to the many industry experts sharing their insight in this year's program. Let's go inside the green room with three of these speakers from this week's sessions. All right, and this is a whole new experience uh, with the SPI ESI North America Smart Energy Week 2020 being all virtual. Just tell us a little bit about the experience. So I was fortunate to get to kick off the conference on the first panel. Um, I thought it was fantastic. You know, I think we're all getting used to doing the 
Zoom, you know, remote type interaction. So there was quite a lot of interaction between the panelists, which I thought was great. I mean, it, it, there was one, you know, one panelist would have a question and then another one of us would feel we wanted to jump in. So it felt, you know, it felt pretty good. It didn't feel like it was all that much different than when we normally sit up on a, you know, a stage with a panel. So it was great. Yeah, the interaction that I saw was really great, like you mentioned, and you guys seemed like you were able to jump in and actually in that virtual space, you were able to not necessarily interrupt, but very were very comfortable in just joining into the conversation, asking each other questions. Right. I mean, I think that was terrific. One of the, you know, one of the downsides is I wish that we had more interaction with the audience. Sometimes when you have you know, when you speak before an audience, you get some energy from that as well. You'll see people you know, uh, folks will, you know, will engage that way. But, you know, I think we did have a lot of people online and, you know, hopefully we were able to reach people who otherwise wouldn't have been able to come to SPI. So there's definitely, you know, an upside to it. Definitely. I think we all are missing that that interaction with both the audience and also our families as well. Uh, but the the session kicked off the entire series of micro conferences. What would you think is the biggest takeaway that, that the attendees need to take with them following that session? Well, it was a really important session because we were talking about what do we have to do to solve the climate crisis. And, you know, I'm calling in now from California where we've had just a terrible few weeks of you know power outages, um, heat storms, and now smoke. And so you know it's very strongly on my mind. Uh, I think it was very strongly on Leah Stokes' mind too. She's a fellow California who was out here. And I just think that you know we have the opportunity now to try to really think concretely what can we all do. And on this panel, we had representatives from the utility industry as well as academia. Myself from the, you know, I'm from uh, Sunrun, you know, the largest solar and storage residential provider. Uh, and then we also had someone from, uh, you know, a, a research think tank. So, you know, when you put all of that together, I think we had a really interesting mix of ideas. From my perspective, you know, clearly I think that this is the time for uh, utilities to open up a, little, a lot more uh, and engage with distributed energy providers because we're demonstrating that we really are an important part of the solution here. Certainly when we have uh, localized outages or high peak demand situations as we've had in California, we were able to see that customers who had solar and batteries were able to respond to the need to share their power. And this is a real, a very big change from even a couple of years ago when I think you know people viewed uh, customers who had invested in solar as just, you know, providing that power for themselves and then sharing excess. But now we're able to actually take the power, store it, and save it to the time when the system needs it. And that's very powerful. And I hope that I was able to get that message across to not just the the people from, you know, SIA, the, the solar providers, but also to the utilities who participate in this conference through SETS because we really can only take this to the next level if both the utilities and the competitive providers are working together uh, to integrate these resources and, and really be part of the solution. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that you closed the actual session with one final statement mentioning working together uh, and also uh, making sure that it's not fighting about those expenses and the costs. So can you talk a little more about that? Well, one of the concerns I have is that 
you know, we spend a lot of time, you know, I lead the policy team at Sunrun. And when we look at all of our objectives, we've got, you know, about half of them are, I'd say, defensive. Let's just make sure we can protect fair compensation for customers. You know, let's make sure that we don't have extra fees and and uh, restrictions put on what we do. But the other half is very much the opportunity side. You know, how can we help put into place regulatory changes that can enable us to provide what we call a neighborhood grid, you know, to be an alternative where a whole neighborhood could cut off of the grid if there was an outage. You know, what can we do to, you know, really bring uh, solar to low-income multifamily properties? These are all the opportunities for us to help improve the system. And all the plea I guess I was making to the utilities is, of course, we have to go through rate cases and there will be reviews of net metering. But let's not make that the focus. Let's try to see what we can do to really encourage customers to make these investments and then to share the power. I mean, one of the things that we heard, you know, on the panel uh, from the SEPA representative was that, you know, what we really need is regulatory change to, you know, not just to give the utilities incentive, but we also need it to get some of the barriers pulled away you know, some of the, the delays that we're facing right now in interconnection, even if a customer wants to, you know, put solar and storage on their homes, we have to wait for sometimes 30, 60 days for a utility to come out and enable us to do a what we call a main panel upgrade. This doesn't have to happen today. We can do things remotely. And we've certainly seen through COVID uh, the power of remote activity, right? The fact that we're doing this remotely, the fact that our sales are being done remotely um, many places. So, you know, I think that there's a lot more we could do together as long as we're all, you know, uh, really committed to these climate goals. Hey there, commercial solar warriors. If you listen to this show, then by now you're very familiar that Extensible Energy's DemandX load flexibility software helps close more deals and faster by shifting to lower time of use rates and saving your customers 30% annual demand charges, all at a tenth of the cost of battery-based solutions. But did you know that Extensible also has a new solar partner loyalty incentive program that rewards your sales team with a generous sales bonus? Well, for now, until the end of the year, when you complete just three successful DemandX installs, your sales team member will get a $2,500 check or vacation voucher for when we all do get to travel again. This program also applies to your past customers who already have solar and could benefit from DemandX extra savings. Just contact Extensible Energy at extensibleenergy.com forward slash suncast to become a DemandX reseller and get all the program details and benefits for yourself. Again, that's extensibleenergy.com forward slash suncast. Here we are with Virender Singh, Vice President, Regulatory and Legislative Affairs of EDF Renewables North America. And on Wednesday afternoon, Virender and an esteemed panel of experts on regulatory affairs, Catherine Gensler, Jessica Harrison, and Virender, along with Michael O'Boyle from Energy Innovation, uh, gave us a stunning conversation around modernizing wholesale markets for the solar plus decade. So we have Verinder here who himself has spent already a decade at EDF and has a tremendous amount of expertise and experience with wholesale markets and supporting and in many ways protecting the renewables industry. Verinder, good to see you. Same. Thank you. What was your sense of this now virtual North America Smart Energy Week, SPI, ESI, 
experience, given that you've now had a decade in the industry and many chances to be there in person? Well, yeah, I've, you know, so I've been in the industry even longer than a decade, but uh, I've been to SPI consistently for about a decade. This is obviously suboptimal in that we're not actually together. There's not a big exhibition hall where you get to just walk the floor and see the technologies and services out there and just get the real buzz and energy of the industry. However, in this current environment, we still need to get together. We still need Mm -hmm. to share ideas. The world hasn't stopped. And this is one topic where uh, things are happening right now. A lot more needs to happen. And we need to be able to gather and share ideas as a result. So I think given that, this was a very worthwhile uh, effort and gathering to, to keep the lines of communication open and keep the ideas flowing. I agree with you. I've been to SPI every year since 2006. This is, uh, I feel that this is a necessary uh, component to keeping us all, keep the momentum going forward. You all spoke on how power market reforms are necessary, how to ensure RTO rules are fully valuing renewable energy resource capabilities, and even how policymakers and regulators can build a better framework for reliably integrating clean resources into decarbonizing the overall energy system. What did you want the attendees to take away most from the session? Uh, I think several things. One, we're in a very special moment in time right now. Uh, the, the path forward for the electric sector has largely been set by policy, by technology, by economics, and by corporate decision making. And so the path forward throughout the country is very clear right now. And that means that renewable generation is going to be a centerpiece of the electricity portfolio of the future. That is clear. What is not clear is what are gonna be the suite of rules for the system to make that as low cost and reliable as possible. And so there's a lot of work to be done. That work has begun, and I hope that's also clear to folks, but there's a lot more that needs to be done. It is very achievable, but it's very detailed. It's not easy, anything worthwhile isn't easy. And, The situation across the country is different based upon the policy regime, the market regime that we're talking about. So exciting moment in time, a lot of work to be done. Some of that work has begun, but a lot more is necessary. And and it's going to be a little different region by region. Absolutely, it is. And the panel did a remarkable job, yourself included, on elaborating on how policymakers and regulators can build a better framework for reliably integrating the kinds of resources that we all are striving to build for decarbonizing the power system at the least cost, which EDF is, of course, uh, a leader in the sector. As we look forward, there are six more weeks. Is there anything in particular that you're uh, looking forward to with the rest of the microconferences? I'm, uh, you know, I'm more of a policy person, so I enjoy hearing about uh, technological progress. Uh, I like hearing about new commercial models. Um, Those are things uh, I certainly get exposed to within my company. We're very dynamic in that sense, but I just like to get a, be able to look outside in the rest of the world and see how things are going on that front. Of course, I enjoy also seeing uh, fellow uh, colleagues in, in policy in the regulatory space 
to hear their thoughts given just this really important dynamic time we're in. But it's a great opportunity to see what is going on out there, especially since we're all we're all pretty much working from our homes, and it's hard to it's hard to glean uh, that kind of information from people directly uh, as easily these days. It is. Well, your panel is illustrative of how uh, the North America Smart Energy Week education track has continued to line up all-star cast of folks who are informing, educating, and elevating all of our game, just as we would expect in a live SPI. So grateful for your contribution. We're going to kick it back over to the studio with Glenda on our final interview of the day. Thanks, Nico. We're here with Fatima Ahmad, Senior Counsel, House Select Committee on the Climate Crisis. We just finished up your session this week. Uh, this is a new virtual experience. Tell us a little more about that and why it was so important to be a part of this conference. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. So, you know, I think one thing that's really exciting is that we're able to meet virtually because um, as we know right now, we have wildfires on the West Coast. We have storms coming in on the Gulf and uh, this public health crisis is ongoing. So we need to be able to continue to meet virtually and talk about the solutions to the climate crisis, which uh, is ongoing. So I was very happy to participate. And you mentioned it's your first SPI ESI North America Smart Energy Week. Yeah, I was excited to participate because um, here on the House Select Committee on the Climate Crisis, we just came out with our Congressional Climate Action Roadmap at the end of June, and I was really excited to talk about it with all of the attendees of this conference. That's so great. So in your session in particular, you focused on the menu of carbon policy options available. Now, can you tell us a little more about the session and your panelists? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think... Um, we all had different experiences to share from the House and Senate sides, from the campaign perspective. And one thing that I really wanted to get out there was that, you know, this House Select Committee on the Climate Crisis report has a lot of recommendations to expand deployment of clean energy. And so all of the attendees of this conference should feel free to take a look at that report because it's really meant to be a policy advocacy tool. It's a jumping off point and everyone can take a look at it, find policies that they like, and reach out to their members of Congress and say, listen, the select committee came out with this great report. Here are some concepts we'd like to see you advance it, either you know, as an individual member introducing legislation or in your committees. And so I just really hope that people understand that this isn't a report that's intended to sit on the shelf. It's really meant to be an advocacy tool so we can move the ball on climate action. That's great. And we'll definitely link to the report in the comments of this broadcast so you can all easily find it and access it. So I know you mentioned the report. Was there any other takeaway that you definitely want the attendees to take back with them? Yeah, I hope that people pick up on the sense of momentum that has been building around climate action. So my co-panelists talk about, talked about how all of the presidential candidates had climate action plans. The Senate has a climate action plan. The House Democrats have a climate action plan. So there's a lot of momentum. And now what we really need is the political will to get it done. So that's one of the takeaways I hope people uh, found from our session. All right. And again, we'll send over that link for you all to watch and, and also click and access that report so you can follow up with more information. So this is the end of the first week of these micro conferences. What are you most excited for for the next few? Yeah, sure. I mean, I really like this micro conference format. I'm excited to the upcoming sessions on different topics from grid storage to grid interconnection to EVs. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of great discussions up ahead. 
All right. Thank you, Fatima, for joining us. Now back to the studio. All right. Welcome back to the studio. And thanks for tuning in to that inside the green room. Glenda, such an interesting conversation there with Fatima and all three of our expert panelists from this week's sessions. It was such a great conversation. It gets me even more pumped up for next week. Yeah, I totally agree. Next week is going to be a lot of fun with the Energy Finance and Development Microconference coming at you again, live, but virtual and tons of education coming your way. Well, this week was an exciting week. It has been super informative, all about regulatory policy and grid modernization. How are we going to pursue the solar plus decade, modernizing our wholesale markets, rebuilding with solar energy? And how many of you caught the debate between PJM and ERCOT, which organized market model better accommodates clean energy resources? Did you have a favorite tweet or shoot us a comment on LinkedIn with the hashtag SPI Suncast? Let us know. Was it PJM, ERCOT, perhaps some other regional market? Which one are you following? And which of these sessions really stood out to you? Again, if you use the hashtag SPI Suncast, we will be selecting one lucky winner for an all-access pass and one lucky winner for a week pass to these sessions. If you haven't signed up yet and you're watching online, I would encourage you to go to mysuncast.com forward slash SPI 2020. And you can follow along not only with these weekly updates, but all of the ways that you can participate and get engaged. And we have a link there so that you can join us in this year's North America Smart Energy Week, ESI and SPI. Glenda, so tell me, what has you excited about next week? There's a few stuff, Nico, that I am definitely excited about. I mean, if you haven't checked it out already, there is an actual poster gallery. If you missed it at the past few years, a poster alley had a ton of great information that you could interact one-on-one -on -one with any of the poster presenters, which is also an option this year. Wow. So you can browse and learn on your, at your own pace, much the same way you can do if you've got the All Access Pass and can watch these replays. So much is on demand this year. I'll tell you what's got me excited next week. It's a legit micro conference focused on finance and project development. Super heavy hitters. Let's take a look at the agenda. On Monday, we've got financing renewables in the face of COVID-19. So some big time players from Soul Systems, SIF Capital, Cone Resnick, Live Oak, and SunTribe. We go beyond the panel, innovations in utility scale technologies with large scale project developers like 8-Minute and McCarthy, Invenergy and Ojo. You won't want to miss Wednesday either as we look deep into community solar equity and access for low-income communities, making solar work for finance years. And of course, rounding it out on Friday, a couple of key sessions that we'll be covering right here on the weekly roundup in overcoming barriers to financing storage and the evolution of finance in a changing offtake market. And of course, as I said, we'll be right here in studio with you at 4.30 next Friday, ready to give you a roundup and help you round out the week. I hope to hear from your key insights. Please don't forget, share what you're learning. We all want to reshare and promote you on Twitter and LinkedIn. So use the hashtag SPI Suncast so we can grab it and reshare it out to our 20,000 plus followers. And you never know, we might actually try to pull you up on stage to the show. 
And that's right, Nico. We're so excited for all the prizes and giveaways we have in store for all of you to get you pumped up for this event and everything else that's going on these next seven weeks. And one more shout out to our title sponsor, LG Solar. This is the Suncast Weekly Roundup brought to you by LG Solar. Be on the lookout for other ways that you can learn from and contribute to this year's North America Smart Energy Week, ESI, and SPI. That's us signing off for now. I'm Nico Johnson. And I'm Glenda Johnson. We'll see you next week. That's a wrap on this conversation, Warrior, but I do hope that we'll see you back here on Thursday for this week's long-form interview. I also encourage you to check out other episodes of Suncast and let me know what you think of these shorter-form discussions. Do you want more like this? We've got hundreds of episodes, resources, and highlights from these discussions, along with the social media links for each episode guest, book recommendations, and so much more over at mysuncast.com. And that's also where you'll find other ways to engage with our Suncast tribe, like subscribing to our weekly tribe exclusive emails, or even joining our exclusive inner circle of infinite learners and clean economy champions we affectionately refer to as the Guild. If you're on Spotify or iTunes, I do so appreciate your rating and review so that others can also find Suncast more easily. And a special thank you to our sponsors who help make this podcast possible. You can learn more about them at mysuncast.com forward slash sponsor, as well as learn more about becoming a sponsor if that's something that you're interested in. You can follow the links there as well to any of the offers that we've discussed about any of our sponsors here today. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle.